All right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host here, Dan Lukowitz, and today we're joined with an interesting individual. He's a friend. He's a cool guy. I'm actually going all the way to L.A. in a couple weeks to hear him speak. We've got the one and only Sam Wilson, who is the founder at Brick and Investment Group. Sam, how you doing? Dan, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show today. Hey, it's my pleasure. This is not the first time we've done one of these. I think I've been on your show probably twice, and I've just been having such a great time watching you you know, continue to take it to the next level. So, so tell me, man, how are you doing, first of all? How am I doing or how am I doing it? Both. Both. I'm doing great, man. It's the 1st of January. We are excited for 2022. Life is good. Uh, Daily Real Estate Podcast is kicking butt. Thanks to you know great guests like you coming on the show. And man, uh, yeah, just excited for what 2022 holds for us. So yeah. Uh, and how am I doing it? I started at my desk at 3.59 this morning. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got three small kids and life is crazy. So you, you got you to gotta get the reps in and get the time in when, uh, when you can. That's right. People look at me. I say, you see these circles and you see these wrinkles? That's a sign of hard work, you know. But seriously, it's it, that's how it's done. I mean, great answer with that. I, I skipped the quintessential question I always ask the guests, which we'll get to in a minute, because normally I don't like to jump into the what of what people do. I like to jump into the who of who they are first. So let's backtrack a second. I want you to tell the world who is Sam Wilson. Man, I'm a guy that just works his butt off. It's uh, it's all I've ever known. Uh, I come from very very humble beginnings. We were a relatively poor family growing up. And uh, hard work is all we know. So that's uh, it's just kind of that, that ethic that's instilled early on, which is you, you grind it out. I mean, I was I was selling candy to other kids in elementary school because that's, <laughs> that's how I could get, you know, pocket money to go spend on other things. So nothing was handed out, but uh, certainly um, just learn how to work, work hard. And that's what I do to this day. Love it. Love it. That reminds me of, of guest on episode number three. So a long time ago, Hakeem Valles, who played for the Detroit Lions, um, big in the cannabis space. He talked on the show about how when he was growing up, he was hustling Skittles and then yeah. iPhones and 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 then cannabis and, and all that good stuff. So it just reminded Every me of what case. you said. That's what it is, right? It's hard work. That's all it is. It's hard work. It's honesty. It's being authentic and transparent. It's working with good people. So that's really cool. So tell us a little bit more about what you do and, and how you got into it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm in real estate, of course, and I've done everything from single family. I mean, I've, I've had shiny object syndrome from 2013 <laughs> to 2018. Is that, is that single lot. family? Is that what you call it? Well, single family, but within single family, it was shiny object syndrome. You know, you're doing everything from pulling probate to doing lease options yeah. to wholesaling yeah. to just do all these things that are not scalable. In the meantime, yes. buying a foreclosure, you know. So 2018, I said, man, screw this. I've done 60 flips. I'm worn out. I'm already bald, and I've already got gray hairs. So I, can't, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to go wrong, right? It's like I, I got to do something that's scalable and repeatable, and that's yes. when I really transitioned into commercial real estate because it takes just as much work, as you well know. It takes just as much work, just as much paperwork, but the paydays are 10 times bigger. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, at least. at least. Why don't I do that? And then yes. also – also, the the and there's stiff competition, very 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 uh, sophisticated competition in in CRE. But with that though, is that there's still fewer players overall. I think um, it's not it's not the easiest. No doubt, you know, it's not the lowest barrier to entry. So that's what I did. I switched to commercial, started borrowing parking lots and parking garages. And uh, here recently, we have transitioned to multifamily self storage, and within that, um, really looking at some niche items inside of self storage. Uh, and the boat and RV storage uh, side of things. 
Yeah, and that's an exciting thing. That's something we've talked about before. And I want to touch on some of, of the points that you mentioned uh, when you were discussing. I mean, look, I never looked at single-family flipping as you know the shiny object syndrome. I never looked at it as something that wasn't sustainable or wasn't scalable. I just looked at it as, as a stepping stone. For me, I tell people I'm a recovering house flipper. You know, it's hard for me to not buy a house and, and, and renovate it and flip it, even when I'm in the middle of 10 other things. But, you know, I know I, at, at the time, I just looked at it and I said, I'm a guy that wants to be able to go where I want and do what I want and, and act how I want. I can't do that at a corporation for sure. We know that, right? And I can't do that as a house flipper because until I replace myself, the guy that's running the show, I'm still doing right. a nine to five or a or a seven to, to eight or whatever it's going to be, you know, seven a.m. to eight p.m. So really well said yeah. about wanting to be in something that's scalable and rinse and repeatable, which commercial real estate really is. I mean, you look at at another point you touched down in the number of people. I mean, investors, a lot of real estate investors, mostly residential, probably. Uh, right. You know, uh, agents, a lot of agents. We got over a million agents right now. By the way, less than a million properties on market. In residential, commercial, right. 55,000 agents, $400 billion of transactions. Right. That's crazy. It That's is. That's crazy. Yeah. It is. And right. it, pro- it, it proves it, your point, though. Yeah, the disparity there is uh, is, is pretty impressive. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just proves the point. So, so tell us a little bit, you know, along the way, you've done a lot, right? You said you did 60 flips in that 14 to 18 era. You lost all your hair. You went gray, you know, down here on the chin. Right? I know, right? <laughs> self storage stuff you know a lot some land stuff a lot a lot of different things you've done over the years and in different you know different real estate and economic climates right obviously 14 right. was different than 22 will be what are the Correct. top 3 things that you learned during all of that man pick a niche and get rich there's one <laughs> like like i'm serious i lost a lot of years bouncing and skipping around it's it's go 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 an inch wide and a mile deep there I you mean, go so there's 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 number one pick a niche and get rich uh number two is though even though you may have that niche be prepared to pivot i think coming again from a from an early background of of uh, kind of a poverty mindset you, you not even mindset but but just doing what you got to do we parking really got killed in march of 2020 right this one in, this was the niche oh, yeah. i was in it <laughs> got killed which, which i mean who was going to ball games who's going you know night and weekend traffic out at bars and restaurants who was going to concerts nobody was right right Nope. Who's doing those things? Nope. Even your 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 standalone jailhouse lots, which were amazing, because you know every Sunday they turned over five times because they get their one hour visit, and you know even though literally a jailhouse lot as you're talking about, literally a jailhouse oh, they're, lot. They're, they're gold mines, gold mines. But even those, even those turned into oh, wow. you know it's all all Zoom. Yeah, that's like, incredible. And you know it's funny because talk about shiny object syndrome. Mine just went crazy when I heard. It. I was like, wow, parking lots of jails. Yeah. They turn over five times. That's amazing. So yeah, 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 I mean your lot, your lot turnover was how you make money in parking. So I mean, you get a lot pays ten bucks to park at, and they're only there for an hour, and there's a hundred spaces, and it turns over five times a day. You go, oh wait, oh, that, I mean, it doesn't take anybody too intelligent to go. You can make a lot of money on that. So would would it be uh, accurate for me to say that over the years, one of the things you've done intentionally or unintentionally is to take the emotion out of the investing and make it all about the numbers? Yeah, pivot pivot fast. That's point number two. Yep. One is one is you know pick a niche and get rich. Two is pivot fast. Yeah, I mean you got to, when you see the writing on the wall. I saw it because March uh, 9th of twenty twenty, I was in Fort Worth, Texas, you know scouring it, looking at lots, making you know doing my homework. March twentieth, I'm like we're done. That's it. Pull the plug. <laughs> like it's it wow. is that fast. And, and I don't think I made the wrong call. Now at this point, you know I'm back looking at parking again. 
it's like okay because because it got to, and i won't go to the, the reasons you, why it go ahead I'm yeah sorry. Well, reasons why it became no longer feasible um because you would think when things go bad it's a good time to buy there was blood in the street but there was no opportunity either which is interesting we, we can go into all that yeah if you want to contact me we can talk further about that that is coming back but it's still not what it was so that said always always opportunistic so yeah that was the second thing was pivot I mean, pivot when the opportunity arises. And the third thing is when you do pivot, man, find other people that are doing it and, and yeah. just, just get on board. I mean, yeah. and that's what I said. I said. I said, man, I don't know anything about multifamily. I know enough about storage, but not that much. So what have I done? I've found key op- operating partners, one that I've already been personally investing with. And I said, hey, I want to help you by bringing capital to the table. I want to participate in your projects. Let me bring something meaningful to you and we'll go do that. And that's what we did. So let's run with that last point. You're talking about vetting a mentor, vetting a partner, vetting a colleague, an acquaintance, whatever that situation, whatever that position is you're looking to fill, so to speak. So you mentioned that you know when you're making that hard pivot, you don't want to just hard pivot and then be running in an alley that's open with no one you know, to, to, to find right. left or right. You want to pivot and be on the court with Michael Jordan, right? I know one of the things that I attribute my success to is that my father, growing up, he always told me that you want to get better at something, whether it's guitar, basketball, business, whatever, always be the worst guy on the court. And I took right. that advice. I, every pickup game, I'm like, bro, I'm going to jump in with the dogs. Like the guys that are running hard, I'm in with them. And like, you know, I jump into to real estate. No, I'm finding that people that are making millions of dollars, not the people that are just starting. Way easier, by the way, to fit in with the people that are scrubs, right? That are that are they're hitting air balls all day long. Way easier. Not a lot of pressure. You might even be able to, to reject these people or slam dunk on them, but it's all an illusion. If you're on the court with Michael right. Jordan, you're even breaking a sweat with him and keeping up and doing all that stuff, you won. Right. That, that's it. That's, that's what it is. So how do you how do you find those people? Talk to us about it, because one of the things I'm really big into is mentorship and education as well. I mean, one of the things I did early on uh, when I got started really in the, in the commercial start side was was be a passive investor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't understand how syndications were put together. I didn't understand the co-GP waterfall. The waterfall in 2018 was a mystery to me. I'm like, what's a waterfall? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Right. I'm, an, I'm a single family guy. We don't have waterfalls. You got a waterfall. That's a problem in the house. Like it's uh, so, you know, I had to figure all that stuff out. But the way I did it was become an LP. So we started putting money in deals and watching how these deals happen. You also get to vet those potential future partners, which wasn't my intent, but this is the way it worked out. So this is a little secret. If you want to speed this up, your process up, put some money in some deals if you can. Watch yeah. the process happen and, and you'll get to know, hey, do I like these sponsors? Do I like what they're doing? Do I watch their track record? Do I like the way they're growing? So that's one one way to find potential, you know, future operating partners that you want to partner with. Because, you know, there's two things we always need in this business. It's money and deals, right? And I don't care who you are. You, you're going to need money at some point. And even if they're, you know, three, four years ahead of you in the process, at some point, if you come to them and say, hey, Ray, look, I can raise two to five million bucks. I want to be part of your deal. They're going to say, yeah, more than likely, come on board. That'd be great. We'd love to love to have you participate. So that's one thing. And the second thing I would say is if you're hiring a mentor, don't hire the go-ru but no-do guy. Man, there are so many people out there with so many courses and so much crap in real estate that will just waste your money and time. It's dizzying. Yes. I call it the go root no do. If you hire a mentor, they've got to be active in the space that they're that they're 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 selling you on, right? They've got yeah. to be doing it as an active business. Yes. Yeah, maybe they're making some money on coaching on the side. That's great. And hands down. Second thing when in hiring that mentor, so fi- find somebody that's actively doing the 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 work that they're telling you to go do. And then um, secondly, get out your checkbook. It's not always, it doesn't always translate dollar for dollar. Like 
you know, if you're trying to spend 2000 bucks on a coaching course, tack a zero, tack a zero and then double it. And then think about, okay, if I'm gonna put 40,000 bucks into this, then maybe you're going to get a little bit higher service you go. and get some doing the job and you're not going to waste your time. Yeah. So, um, and that's what's what I've done personally. And that's one of the things I did in multifamily. I hired, nice. I hired a coach to talk me more than that. I said, Hey man, you're out here. You're doing billions yep. of dollars in transactions. Exactly. I want to pay you a very large check and I want your cell phone number. I love that. That is well said. That is so well said. And I've noticed that the students that have actually invested, you know, real significant dollars that that they didn't hurt, but they felt the sting a little bit. Those are the students yeah. that took the most seriously and, and made the greatest strides. So kudos to you for having that attitude. I think it's really important for everybody watching to recognize what he just said. Two thousand dollar course. Take that number, add a zero and double it. That's how much you should be investing. Right. Hands down. Hands down. Wow. That's incredible. So we're approaching the end of the episode here. It's been a lot of fun. I've, been, I've enjoyed doing this. I know we've done this a few times. I want to add value to you. So, so as we're closing the show, tell me, what can I do to add value to you, my friend? Man, you're doing it right now. Put this out there. You know, one of the, one of the things, again, the daily real estate show that we have, is, or I have, is called the, the How to Scale Commercial Real Estate Show. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you, and you want to get a, a, a daily show with guys like Dan on all the time, subscribe to that, man. Come, come listen to the show. That's exactly what you can do for me. All right. Well, there you go. Come listen to the show and check our show out too, danontop.com. Anything I can do to add value, please reach out, dan at danontop.com. My phone number, 248-943-2838. Again, 248-943-2838. Hey, Sam, if people want to get in touch with you, how is the best way to do that? Man, just reach out to me. Uh, go to Bricken, B-R-I-C-K-E-N, investmentgroup.com. That's BrickenInvestmentGroup.com. Boom, and BrickenInvestmentGroup.com. we got Sam Wilson here. This has been another great episode of the Dan on Top Show. I will definitely look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Dan. Talk soon.